you're supposed to take your mask off before you eat. Wait, what was that? I can't hear anything. I can't even hear me. I think my audio is definitely going through. Oh, that's because I'm wearing your headphones. But this, this, this works great. You're gonna have to start the show right here, and everyone's gonna have to ignore everything that happened previous, everything that happened prior. This is a brand new world, a brand new day. It is 9 p.m. in Los Angeles. We are under curfew. That very much dates the time of recording, and we're putting this out for you tomorrow. So if you want, what to if know, we just are in curfew for the rest of our lives, and this wouldn't date it? Yeah, that might work, but I don't think it's going to work. I think people are going to be like, oh, you know, they're just recording it last night. But we're doing it so you can have it in the morning. You should be thankful for us. You should love us. You should give us all of your your joy and your adulation and your money on patreon.com slash cybergarbage because we got we to gotta podcast. We got to pay the bills. We got to put the podcast on Spotify and Apple, which I did last week, so it probably flooded your feeds. How so many did you put you're up? You're welcome. Too many. I don't want to admit how many were in the backlog. The answer was too many. I took two hours and I did all of it, and that's the result of me not taking five minutes to do it every week. I thought you could um, only do like two podcasts based on how much bandwidth we're allowed. Uh, we're allowed enough bandwidth to do about I don't know six podcasts. So we'll put up wow. the next we'll put up the next batch in early in early uh, June, wow. if we make it that far. Because I'm convinced society <laughs> and the world is ending. Um, sorry, Nick. Uh, hey everybody, this is Garbage Game Club, I'm Joey, he's Nick, we're here to talk about video games and not the fact that there's riots or a pandemic going down, that's a very different topic for a very different time. Um, check Twitter, very interesting. Um, what's your status on breathing? Can you or can you not breathe? I can breathe. Okay, cool, I can also breathe, but I also can't breathe? I don't know, I'm confused about the whole lingo. I was in an office with a couple people today. Oh, dude, why would you tell me that? Well, everyone was practicing social distancing and why they wore masks. But you took off your mask. Just to eat. But we all ate separately. I have been inside except for the hour I took to ride a bike, but I was never with more than six feet of people. What? It was fine. How do you know that someone who wasn't corona 100% contagious just walked down the path that you were on and coughed into the air hoping a stray bike rider would waft through their cloud of miasma. Yeah, I'm probably fucked, let's be real. Anywho, uh, we're all going to die. That's the fun part about life. One day, we're going to be in hospital beds, Nick, and none of this will ever matter. And you know what's even weirder than that? Sometime after we're both dead, someone is going to listen to one of our podcasts or listen to something we've done. And then we won't be alive anymore. But and, people still... And, and you know what? It'll, it's, it's wild. And you know what those people will have in common with us while we're in the hospital on our deathbed? Uh, probably some kind of portable video game console. That's great. And you could play Shovel Knight on it. Because it's a game that I think people will probably revisit the way they do Mario. Will for a really though? long time. Will it be, though? Maybe a certain subset of people who are like the uber elite nerds indie games game lovers like probably people who are listening to this i think people who are listening to this are probably going to revisit shelf night because if you want to revisit a game that is an nes game why would you actually want to revisit an nes game when you can just revisit shelf night instead it's just better than an nes game Yes, and I think that's part of the magic of Shovel Knight. The thing that Yacht Club Games specifically sought out to do when they created Shovel Knight was to make a game that isn't an NES game, but it plays and looks the way you thought 
the way you think you remember those games to look like. That is specifically their design motif when they created Shovel Knight, meaning they are utilizing sound channels that did not exist on the NES. How dare them? Is there parallax scrolling backgrounds? They are using, um, I think it's like 9 to 10-bit coloring like instead of 8-bit what it's utilizing more colors than the nes is capable of displaying but it's doing it all to kind of to to capture lightning in the bottle to capture your nostalgia throw it into a mixture and actually make something new out of it and i'm gonna have a hot take right now hot take for garbage game club nick i think that shovel knight is our first true mascot and I don't know how long, since the days of Mario and Link. I'm calling that now. He is the icon of indie games. Shovel Knight himself. And I say that because, one, it was one of the most successful Kickstarters back when this all kind of started happening, when when games started getting Kickstarted, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just the poster child of what success looks like on that platform. But in addition, it has been just kind of indie darling both critically and by fans just like people love shovel knight and shovel knight i would argue at this point probably has pretty okay nowhere near as many cameos as like mario but like out of all the indie cameos out of all the indie games like you know his his cameo accounts popping he's doing a lot of selfie videos and shovel knight's appearing in a lot of games he is recognizable in a way that i don't think any indie game character is and why is it taking me this long to finally play because Shovel you're Knight? weird because i'm weird you're what weird does that, what does it mean because you're too, you're too cool for school you're like oh shovel knight's popular i know that i'm too cool for school let's just let, take a second oh, let me I'm take too, it let me correct that i'm too cool you think you're too cool i for school. am too cool have you seen me dude like i just radiate fucking cool so i mean we don't have to delve too deep into me that's you know a whole different my, we can do that my later theory is that you haven't played shovel knight because it is a game that so many people were enjoying at the time that it came out they were just like i'll play it eventually i'm too cool I've never, i got some dota 2 to play. i've never once thought that i played it because i realized i haven't played it uh for the show and that's it. If we were not doing Garbage Game Club, I still would have not played Shovel Knight. And it wouldn't have even been... It wasn't even on my first round of Garbage Game Club backlog. When we were doing all those games, like Hitman, that was on the backlog. You know what was not on the backlog? Shovel Knight. I, just because I assumed you had played it already. <laughs> I thought I, th- I didn't want to talk about old games in a way that was like, why would we talk about an old game? Because everyone's played this game. I'm sure there has to be games that go both ways. I mean, there has to be something that I that we just both don't know about now that you haven't played that I feel like is core essential. Maybe. Like, like man, wow, Nick, you never played Portal? What the fuck? Like, I've played Portal. I know. <laughs> but, like, surely there one of those has to exist. I feel like, you know, Shovel Knight is one of those last few games that really uh, rounds out the whole motif of, like, greater gaming, big character knowledge things. Like, I'm rapidly running out of, um, like series or archetypes that i haven't touched at this point mm-hmm. like the, the podcast is murdering every last bastion i've had and god help me i am not playing a dragon quest game so like you know we're, we're, we're not but you've played a final fantasy yeah different different that's no they're directly very similar 
we're 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 really we're really cutting down on the amount of games that I haven't uh, that I haven't tried or that the- visual novel. Well, yeah, I've played visual novels. Danganronpa. No. you got to play Danganronpa. Then you'll be a true gamer. I'm not a true gamer. I'm just someone who has exquisite taste. And Shovel Knight, you know, now we have the luxury of playing Shovel Knight in such its modern state on the Switch or, like, through Treasure Trove where it has all this DLC, all these, like, updates, all these quality of life things, all these different campaigns. But It's it's not DLC, though. It's all free. (laughs) That's crazy. They made four games in one game. How do you do that in 2020? Well, I mean, if you buy it now, you're buying all games at the same time. But if you got the original game, you got the free add-ons of every new campaign. Because I had bought the original game on PC, and that's how I played through Shovel Knight when it first came out. And I was like, what do you... Wait, they released a new campaign? And so I played through that, I was like, that was great. And then they released another one. I was like, what are you doing? And then I bought the game on Switch, and they just had all of the campaigns on there. I'm like, whoa, this is wild. So Shovel Knight in existence was just Shovel Knight. You played as Shovel Knight through a game that, I mean, I'm probably trying to to describe something now just to something that almost everyone else aside from me has played and probably knows about. But basically, Shovel Knight, if you were to distill it, is like, if you take every element of an NES game Mm -hmm. that people liked... Take all the good parts of Mega Man and and Zelda and Mario and maybe Sonic and like and Ducktales and Ducktales and like get all these games and then just just amalgamate them into one. It's like Shovel Knight's taking inspiration from everything. It's not like a direct. This is a modern Mega Man game or this is a modern Mario game. There's inspiration and little bits and pieces from everything. You can tell this was made by people who really like NES platformers. In a way that also borrows a lot of design sensibilities from modern AAA games like Dark Souls. And I think therein lies the magic of having a team dedicated to making a game like this. So is every game just better than if it takes the Dark Souls die and get your loot back mechanic? No, I, I don't think so because I don't think that's a core mechanic of Shovel Knight. I think it makes something interesting, though. I think it makes death interesting in the way that Mario doesn't. I think that it, it adds stakes in a way that Mario doesn't. Yeah, because you could run out of money in theory in Shovel Knight, but yeah. like, don't really if you like play okay enough or you can make choices about your money where unlike Dark Souls or Hollow Knight, it's like, fuck, I need to get my money back. But it also like, so in this game, if you die, you leave three sacks of money behind where you died and it's up to you whether or not you want to collect them. Obviously, if you died in that spot... Your money is probably in an unideal spot or location. It doesn't do the thing where it just teleports it back a couple frames so that it's in like a place that's easier to get, like a Dark Souls. Sometimes it's harder to get. Like. Yeah, sometimes it's like, well, <laughs> my money is underneath a platform yeah. and it is impossible for me to get. Fuck you, game. And I love that there's a point in the game where really, like, if you lose the money, it's not that big of a deal because you have every upgrade you need, you have every item you need. But whenever there's something on the screen that is just within reach, something happens to me on a psychological level where I need to try and collect it just because I will feel like I will not completed something. It's this genius idea of the platformer that you put something just barely out of reach that really doesn't affect you at all. But the fact that it's so close makes you try to get it. And that that trying to get it is where the tension lies, where the drama lies in any given screen of a platformer. And I think Shovel Knight excels at at that on like that is a shining beacon of 
that is one of several shining beacons of what Shovel Knight offers in terms of design sensibility. It's so smart. Everything about the game, every level layout, I, I think it teaches you to play the game the way, you know, World 1-1 of Mario teaches you how to play the game. Like, it's just well-crafted. Yeah, it's a very well-made game. And I think that, you know, you can look at Shovel Knight for design sensibility in a way that um, other games get convoluted with their modernness. Because you can take good design and apply it to, you know, any game and then, you know, have like, wow, this was like a well-made product. But because Shovel Knight doesn't have like... I don't know. It doesn't need like fancy 3D graphics or like it's not it's not trying to be a AAA game, right? Like it's it's trying to be the best NES game possible. Mm-hmm. That gives it constraints where you can really focus on just the core fun mechanics. What is the world building? What is the jumping? What is the combat? What do the levels look like? Like they're not trying to build a giant expansive experience. It feels like they really have the right scope that allows all this to succeed, which is more of like a more of like a win for not building like a giant game, right? Because they probably could have made more Hollow Knight, just like you can make more Mario levels. Maybe it takes longer in development, but like everything in Hollow Knight feels like it has Shovel Knight. a lot everything in Shovel Knight feels like it has <laughs> a lot of Jesus. Uh a lot of um just, just thought put into it. There's intent. There's intent everywhere in, in layout and design. And like another genius thing that I'm surprised I haven't seen in any other game, the checkpoint system is so smart. I love it. Has anyone copped that? I don't think so. And I, I, I'm just baffled. No one has because again, if you haven't played Shovel Knight, the checkpoint system, there's what five checkpoints in a given. It depends level? on the level. It does depend on the level. There's checkpoints the way there is in any mario game but these checkpoints are destroyable they have a lot of money and gold hidden inside but if you destroy it you remove that checkpoint from play so if you die you will get reverted to either the beginning of the level or the checkpoint before the checkpoint you just destroyed because you decided to be greedy but if you're an mlg gamer like me or joey you just destroy them all because you're a one-and-done kind of dude. You know, you just make your way from beginning to end. You don't need to destroy checkpoints in this game to have enough money. I know, but it's so fun to do. I like that I like that this game allows you to play on a hard mode based on personal decisions on a level-to-level basis. I think that is the smartest form of easy mode, normal mode, hard mode. Instead of selecting a button at the top menu, let me just play based on how I'm feeling, you know? If I want to make the game harder, I can on a whim. And I love that. And I don't have to go into a clunky menu, navigate to options, and toggle the difficulty. I can just do that, like, diegetically within the game itself. And that's so fun. That's such a good idea. It's such a good idea. Yeah, that, take that, Nintendo. That'd be like if someone was like, what if you could, like, play a game where you remove the music, but in order to remove the music, you had to shoot the, the music icon that's in the upper right-hand corner. Like, it's just thinking outside the box in a way that feels like it's part of the world and it doesn't feel like a gimmick. I love it. I love it. Um, but I want to know, Shovel Knight that you experience is a little bit different than the Shovel Knight that I experienced at launch. How so? Uh, Because when I played Shovel Knight, I wasn't really aware of the Kickstarter stuff. I was just like, I just want to play this game because everyone's talking about it. And so I played and I was like, wow, that was a really cool game. And then, like I said earlier, I just suddenly saw that there was an update where they added the Plague Knight campaign. And so I was like, 
this just like I play as a new character, like a new skin or something. And then I went through and gosh darn it, it's just a brand new campaign with a new story. And it, and it does it does commit the sin of causing you to play the same levels or whatever, but each level is fundamentally different with every single night that they introduce with the downloadable campaign. Um, Plague Knight plays completely different from Shovel Knight. Spectre Knight plays completely different from all of them. And King Knight plays different from all of them. You might be getting ahead of yourself, too. Is that, you know, there was more than just one of these campaign updates. There, there were two. There's, there's four full campaigns inside of Treasure Trove, inside of the game now. There's also a competitive and mode? There, yeah, you can play like a competitive mode, too. Like a multiplayer, yeah. a local multiplayer game. That's kind of Towerfall-esque, I think, is the best way to describe it. Um, you... Uh, Shovel Knight and Plague Knight use the same map, even though they have different stories. Yes. Spectre has a different map. Um, King Knight. It's a completely different a, kind of game. It's a different game, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so so you can play this game now if you're picking it up and like you sure you play Shovel Knight and you're like, oh wow, I want to play the other campaigns. Um Shovel Knight is great. The original campaign is great. It's very good. Uh it, it's very good. Plague Knight didn't play all of it. I played a couple levels, it's, and I'm like, you know what? This is cute. fun in theory. I don't want to spend another five to six hours committing to this whole campaign because I just don't enjoy it as much as Shovel Knight. Like, I got the A-tier experience. I don't need, like, the C-plus tier experience. It might be for some people. wasn't for me. I didn't feel the need to play all of it. I log into King Knight. Similar feeling. Play a couple levels. Because that's just a card game that you're playing. No. King Knight, you play as a. It's like a card game. No, it, it it's, it's a whole nother game. No, it's a platformer, but it also has segments where you play like a trading card game. Oh yes, 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 yes. But like, just in, in terms of like the regular levels yeah, that you're yeah. going through too. Like you know, you're you're playing with a different character mechanic. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I'm talking about. Wasn't enjoying the character mechanic, even though I think it's the most advanced and potentially the most interesting and the most versatile and the one that I want to watch the speed run of the most. Mm -hmm. um, didn't play all of it. Didn't feel the need to invest another five hours into it. Spectre Knight played all of Spectre Knight, liked it more than Shovel Knight. think that it is the premier most fun uh, MLG gamer campaign, even though actually Plague Knight is probably the most MLG gamer campaign because there's a lot of like very precise button combinations to press. But that being said, Spectre Knight, Spectre Knight was fun because it wasn't where Plague Knight and Shovel Knight had the same map. Spectre Knight had its own level system. Had had uh, the levels were reinvented to kind of like help his new mechanics, which included like wall jumping and slashing and um, it felt like I was playing the same game, but a different game, almost like a sequel with a different character. So I got to play two different games inside of one, inside of this world, back to back. Spent a solid 12 hours on, on Shovel Knight and be stoked about it because I could have got more if I wanted to, but just, just Shovel Knight and Spectre Knight, which I think were the premier experiences, was like enough for me to be like, wow, this was worth my time and fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that Shovel Knight and Spectre Knight are the true, like, shining beacons of shovel knight the experience as a whole um that's that i do really like plague knight i think they do a lot of interesting thing with um kind of recycling quote unquote um existing levels mm -hmm. because i i love that it kind of recontextualizes everything that you're doing because you're playing as a villain when you play plague knight and the game actively acknowledges you as such which i really like like in shovel knight core game when you go into town Everyone's just like, oh, hi, Shovel Knight, or whatever. And you just kind of go to the shops, you buy things. But when you play as Plague Knight, 
you get kicked out of town. And so you have to find a way to be out of sight of the citizens of the town, which involves you going underground and having this giant, small, villainous town that's hidden underneath the castle town. And that's the kind of tone that I think really shines for Shovel Knight as a whole, the entire treasure trove experience. It's very, like, cute and charming and funny in the way that maybe, like, a rare game kind of is, like, where it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, a little yeah. bit mean, but also kind of like, oh, that was funny, though. It, yeah, it, it's written a little bit like a rare it's game. It's tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. It's very tongue-in-cheek, and I really like that kind of sensibility, especially for this kind of game. Um, but then I, I'm still a little bit torn because when I finished Spectre Knight's campaign, I was like, man, is this the best part of Shovel Knight Treasure Trove? And then I revisited Shovel Knight um, I, as for this podcast, and I was like, uh, I, I don't. I don't really want to play Shovel. I've already played it twice. I, I really don't want to play it again, especially since I played Spectre Knight. Like, I kind of want to just play that again. And then I jumped into Shovel Knight. I was like, well, I was wrong. This game is still very good. <clears throat> and I think it's a lot of the kind of uh, set pieces that are in Shovel Knight. And set pieces that feel almost like they don't belong in a game like this. I'm talking at the end of every level where Shovel Knight's sitting by the campfire and he's kind of recollecting because the big tragedy of shovel knight is he's trying to reunite with his teammate shield knight <coughs> excuse me Holy wow, you've been dry cough jesus nick and i love that i love that every the ending of level is bookmarked by this moment where you're at the campfire and he's kind of thinking about the tragedy of how he left behind his partner and then you see the partner fall from the sky and you have to try and catch them there's something about it that feels very like overly oddly dramatic for a game that feels like it's mostly silly but i feel like the juxtaposition of the tones really works for this game and i just really admire it. like if someone made a shovel knight anime i'd probably be really into it <laughs> because it would work so well everyone's such a character in the way that a mega man boss like the thing that I always loved about Mega Man growing up was, sure, Mega Man and Proto Man and Roll are cool, but I loved seeing the bosses because they all had these really easy-to-identify personalities and characteristics. Like, oh, the, the fire dudes probably uses fire weapons. Cool. The guy with the bazooka probably uses guns. Like, I, I like that enemies are very easy to identify based on... Holiday, fuck. Shonen does the same thing, too. Like, mm -hmm. it, it cops the Mega Man feel, the boss style of, like... Well, the guy in the scuba gear is an underwater fight. Oh, man, the dude with the shovel and the Viking beard is a snow level. <laughs> like, a a every level is different. There's not enough to get boring. Everyone, you know, it's hard to even, like, power rank them because most of them feel good for different reasons. Um, Except those rats with the helicopters. I hate those things. Oh, I mean, they're fun. It's with Spectre Knight because you just slash, yeah. slash through them. But Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight. Ugh. <laughs> man, it's, it's, uh, I... I, I don't know how um I don't know how Shovel Knight kind of like escaped my my grasp. It's definitely something that I'm happy that I played for the purpose of the show because now I have it in my repertoire. Uh, you know, and in the process of finding Shovel Knight, we've played like other games that you know, could be uh, in like a similar ish tier. Like I I tried playing a lot of uh, Splunky before I was playing Shovel Knight, and I'm like. Man, what do people like about this? Eh, whatever. And then I play Shovel Knight, and I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, this is why people like this. Okay, this is cool. Is it my favorite game? Is it going to make a top 10 Joey video game all-time list? Is it going to be something that I like vividly remember? 
probably not. It's not going to be something that I'm going to be like, wow, you should go play Shovel Knight. And the way I should be like, what do you mean you haven't played Portal 2? Like, it's not quite at that tier for me that I think some people hold it to. But that doesn't mean that it's not like a solid, solid, very good video game that's that's well thought out and like has all the elements of design to deconstruct, right? Like, you can you can look at this game as a fan, as a student, as an aspiring game designer, as an artist, and everyone can get something out of it. There's something here for everyone, and I love that it's, like, in a nice little short wrapper, too. It's not like a 20-hour experience that you're, that you're sludging through. Like, it's a very... It's, it's, a, it's a good game for a plane ride. It's, it's a good game to just play a level of before bed, like, almost like you're just trying to read a chapter of a book. Like... It it's just it's just good. Sounds like you're describing an all timer to me. That's all I'm no, saying. I, I what what would you put like just as a comparison? I'm not trying to be antagonistic here. I just gotta know. What's the baseline for Joey's top tier two D oh, platform? You can't do that on a flop. What do you mean? I'm just saying what what you is can't do that. what is the shining beacon of two D platform? Because I would argue this is the ultimate inevitable conclusion of what platforming 2D side-scrolling games are. Uh, this is what the evolution of Mario is. Uh, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Mm, I guess. I don't know. That's, I mean, if you're talking about gold standards, I think no, that's, that's number that's, one. That's so. fair. That's fair. Yeah. And I maybe, if I, maybe I'd put Hollow Knight like number, th- like in the top five or the top three of that list, but like it doesn't jump to like this is this is the thing uh, right away. If you put it in that much of a also you're doing it a favor by really narrowing the category of like 2D side scrolling platformers. There's a lot of those. <laughs> like what? Mario? Okay. Mega Man? Okay, Mega Man games aren't great. Go on. Little oh, speak for yourself, sir. Little Samson? Do I get to count Metroid games in there? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's probably no good to... Oh, no, I'm sorry. There's Super Metroid, and then there's Metroid Zero Mission. Metroid Fusion's a bad game. Uh, that one doesn't count. Um, hmm. Kirby? <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't like Kirby games. Yeah, so so Super Mario World 2 and uh, and Metroid. I would probably... Super Metroid. I would probably put this in the same tier as something like Super Mario World, Super Mario World 2, Super Metroid. Yeah. I would put I would put this at the same level, it if also, not a little bit higher. It also has the benefit of like, man, we've had just twenty years of game development yeah. happen between those titles, so they've really utilized all the stuff that we've grown as like a society and as developers between then and now. It also is a testament to speak to how good fucking Super Mario World Two is that it even like can still hold a candle to that. <laughs> um, but also, it's wild that this is the only game franchise. I guess I don't even know if you can call it a franchise. I mean, I guess it is. Yeah, I'd call it a franchise. But, like, it is just one game that Yacht Club Games has released. And now we're finally seeing them start to, one, publish their own games, and two, make a weird Shovel Knight uh, Dig Dug game, which is probably going to be really good. But on paper, I'm like, I don't know if I want that. But Dig Dug is my favorite. Really? Love Dig Dug. But I like Mr. Driller better. Nah, man, it's all about Dig Dug. Mr. Driller's where it's at, and I think that's actually what the new Shovel Knight game is, and I'm actually kind of excited about it now that I made that comparison. <laughs> but regardless, I this is one of those companies and group, a group of devs where I'm like, I can't wait to see what you do next. I'm just going to buy it without question because I think that you will put out something that is interesting at the very 
very least. I will buy it with question. <laughs> you can you can wait for me or just play it on my. Console. It'll be more on my radar now, though. Like the, the, the whole thing, like I'm I'm very. It's a, this was a this was a podcasting forced gameplay win for me. Um, a lot of the stuff we talk about on the show is, but like this this feels a little bit you know uh, more special because of how long I ignored it for with like zero thought put to it. Like Hollow Knight, one of those games. Hollow Knight, I'm like you know what I'm eventually gonna play that game. I watch people play it. I know that it's good. I think they're gonna like it. Shovel Knight. It really wasn't a thing that I ever was like. I, w- I would have happily lived the rest of my existence probably never playing it. Wild. What a wild experience. Also, great music. I always feel, forget to talk. No, the, the music's mu- fine. The music's, the music's incredible. The You're music's, crazy. Uh, the music is okay. The music is the music's very fine. good. No, it's very good. You're wrong. It's very, very good. Oh, what? It slaps. Whatever, Nick. But I think that does it for this episode of Garbage Game Club. And we're going to do the thing that I feel like we just always do. It feels like it's part of the tradition where we have to tell you what to play next. But spoiler, Joey and I didn't actually talk about what we're going to play next. Yeah, I was thinking about that over the last, I don't know, 60 seconds. (laughs) Whatever. There's things that I'm actively playing right now, Nick. So uh, there's there's probably better options to... to, I'm not going to try and look at you or communicate. There's probably more realistic options than non-realistic options so we can just see where we go with this i don't even know what you've been playing but that said the next garbage game club game is joey what what is what's the next game? you were queuing me up to yeah tell you? i was queuing you i up. thought the whole point of doing the base because you had an idea of something i was to gonna do. say something but then i worried that you didn't buy it what? No, that game we're definitely going to do, but I don't know if we should do that as the next one. What's the next one then? Oh my, dude, we're gonna have to edit this. People no, no, this is people like, are this going is, crazy. This is staying not, in. No, no, no. This, people this, on the freeway are hitting the side. They're hitting the center divider because they are enraged. Under curfew. They are outraged that we can't decide upon our next garbage game club game. It's ukulele. Good night, everybody. Oh, I don't want to play that right now. I'm so busy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you talked about. That's the game you talked about last time. That's such a long game. That's the game you talked about last time. The next Garbage Game Club game is ukulele. <laughs> Thank you very much. And remember, if you're listening to this as a freeloader over on your favorite podcast feed of choice, consider backing us over on Patreon for um, paltry five buckaroos. That's like a cup of coffee. So if you just give us a cup of coffee every month, every month, coffee, every month, please. you probably have at least one month of coffee, a cup of coffee that you pay for. But if you give us one cup of coffee worth of money, you will get this podcast very early. And eventually when we live in a post pandemic world, you will get another Joey hates movies. Eventually yeah, we can't be. I in- still haven't watched that movie and I'm, I'm waiting to, cause I got to watch them the day of the show to keep them fresh in my mind. So there's been, we can't zero, be in lockdown forever. There's right? been zero Joey movie watching over three months now. It's been, um, blissful. We can't be in lockdown forever. We're not going to be locked down forever, but we are going to play more video games while we are in lockdown. Hey, uh, Godspeed, Nick. That's a lot of game to play. Duh, I mean, maybe. Maybe you won't play all of it. Goodbye, everyone.